Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to T25CL Entertainment. Galaxy Talk Radio United. We stand is the name of my show. And I'm your host, Galaxy Chief Andre Ward. It's Saturday, April 18th, 2020. The time is currently 10.03 a.m. here on the West Coast. Let's go over some temperatures. It's about 57 degrees here in the Oakland, San Francisco area, 61 in our sister city, Los Angeles, 52 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 45 in New York City, 57 in London, 88 in Lagos, Nigeria, 64 in Nairobi. Kenya. Let's go over a few talking points about who we are. C25CL Entertainment is your platform for digital entertainment. Please listen to our 24-day, 70-a-week radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, hip-hop, gospel, international music. Check out the many artists with available CDs for downloading to your listening devices. We have four radio talk shows. On Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Murphy. And on Tuesday, we have The Mothership with Dr. Ninana Kwaku. On Wednesday, we have The Star of United We Stand, Ross and Jordan Mills. On Saturday, we have my show, Yours Truly. Oh, forgot one. We got uh, um, uh, on Sundays, we're back with King Coco. And so he's back on Sundays. So just check in for times and login information for each one of the shows. We here at Galaxy Talk Radio are not professional broadcasters. We offer a platform for independent artists, filmmakers, and writers to advertise what they do and for the listening audience to call in and meet our artists as well as expressing themselves on what is going on in the world. As you know, my show, United We Stand, was named after our film, United We Stand, but the intent was to bring attention to the black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. And as I have said before, our spending capacity here in the United States is about $1.3 trillion annually, would be the equivalent to the seventh greatest economy in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with other Black-owned businesses in the U.S. and Black-owned Black corporate crime. Black-owned Black corporate crime. When dollars are not recirculated and invested in the community, we have business failures and massive unemployment as we do today. Please visit our website at www.t25zl.com. Listen to the free 30-second clip of our music artists such as Charles Small, Brenda Lee, Edgar, Mark Allen, Felton, Rosin Jordan, Mills, Ranzel, Merritt, Myron, Edwins, Huck, Brownie, Carte Jenez, and Mr. Gates, Kimba, Young Bobby, and Lexi, Wally Taylor, Chet Willis, Clinton Jones, and the Five Tempting Men, and Leroy Weddingwright. Also, check out the first film that we did here at T25 Sale Entertainment was the Kev uh, Choice film. 
make sure you go ahead and rent that film. We shot that here at uh, Yoshi's in Oakland. And so it's a good documentary. And Kev, Kev is a, an excellent pianist uh, from here in, in Oakland. Went to Skyline High School. So check out the Kev Choice Concert on T25CO.com. For those of you listening in on our website, if you want to call in and ask questions or make a comment, call 605-562-0444. And our show code is 139283. Or log in by our website and you can view, view the broadcast on your computer. And also, if you're calling in on your phones, you can always hit uh, star 2 to raise your hand, and I will call on you first. So just hit star 2. If you really got something you got to bring out right now, and I'll get right to you immediately, star 2 uh, on your phones. Right, and that'll put you in the queue. All right, last week we went over some things, and uh, and as I said last week, you know, T25 Steel Entertainment is a part of a much bigger plan for um, T25 Steel uh, towards 25th century living is the real name of the company, and the intent is to build a micro city concept. Uh, along with T25 the education, technologies, and uh, uh, T25 CL development, T25 CL education, and just various things that we want to do in a uh, micro city type of environment. Oh, T25 CL health and wellness as well. And it just so happened back in 2010, uh, we deployed this entertainment portal so that we could give the, inter the independent artists a, a platform to display what they do and come on the radio and for their fans to come on and to uh, uh, build them up. So that was the uh, original intent. And now since the world has kind of gone all crazy and wacky over the past few years, we've gotten into this series of uh, Save the World and we've get gotten more involved with uh, social type issues and and I have to say that it is definitely added to great radio and I appreciate everybody that's been calling in in the mornings on your Saturdays and interrupting your Saturdays I know a lot of you are still maybe in the bed or just crawling out of bed or just having the first cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is and um, that's one thing that um, I have noticed and people that are in our immediate uh, T25CL family that have been shut in over the past couple of weeks and none of us have ever experienced anything uh, like this and so in being confined in these environments uh, the habits that people are formulating uh, these days are a little bit different and and as I said last week just to kind of recapitulate uh, some of the things from last week, you know, people are cooking more at home and 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 they're shooting some nice little videos of the recipes and the things that they're doing at home and and families are spending more time together and also crime is down and the jails are becoming uh, a little bit more empty and they're letting uh, prisoners out of out of out of jail as well too. 
And so last week we spoke on the 5G technologies and and before all this mess started, people never even heard of uh, this 5G technologies and and the effect that it is having on the the people and how it compromises uh, your immune system as well. And so uh, we spoke on that and you can feel free to speak on that again today if you so desire because more and more stuff is coming out on it. And we're hearing now that uh, Trump has uh, shut off the 5G towers uh, across the nation. And so if he cut them off, he probably cut them off for a pretty good reason because, you know, people accuse us of being conspirators and in all of this madness. But when these uh, conspiracies start becoming a reality, they're no longer conspiracies anymore. And also on uh, the reports on the hospitals, if you look on the news, you'll see that the hospitals are jam-packed and dead bodies all over the place and and now we're getting reports in that guess what these hospitals are are empty and it's not really happening the way it's it's really happening and a friend of mine an attorney <clears throat> told me the other day she had a friend that went by the hospital out here in, in castro valley the hospital was empty nobody's there we're not seeing the stuff that they're showing you on the news. Somebody also asked somebody, um, uh, do you know anybody personally that has died behind this coronavirus? They're asking several people. No, 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 no. And so what is really going on? And, and last week I, was, I made a statement about fear. You know, don't get into this fear thing about what is happening and um, because fear sets up negative uh, energies and this this is something that we don't want to do is put out their negative energies you know even though if you may feel that way whatever it, it's just that don't have the fear that's inside of you but also don't be foolish about it at the same time, and I know when I get off the air last week, I got a call and somebody kicked off of my behind about uh, not being fearful uh, around people. But uh, no, I just can't live in that environment of fear, no matter what the circumstances are. And, and after what we have gone through in America, if 310 years of, of slavery hasn't uh, scared you, uh, this little bug that's allegedly going around, that's certainly um, shouldn't fear you, but as long as you take care of yourself, but still be mindful. Don't get me wrong. Be mindful of your duty. And just like we say in boxing, uh, protect yourself at all times. And so also, you know, you, when you start digging into this stuff, what is the real relationship between the USA, China, and Russia? And you're starting, if you start digging into this thing, you start seeing that they're formulating alliance between all three and I elaborated on some things uh, last week uh, about um, about the real enemies that we're dealing with is um, we gotta we just gotta face it uh, this world has really been it's been inundated for several hundreds of years by Satanism 
and not necessarily the the Satan you see on the hot sauce bottle in a red asbestos suit with a with a long red tail, but the the Satanism that you might see when you when you were at work or at church or walking down the street or you know it's 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 it's, it's bifetal. Uh, this evil that's in this world and getting reports about all the children that have been kidnapped and killed and, and that are underground and, and with the extraction of the adrenodome from them and uh, the sucking of their bloods and, and so that they can maintain their vitality and they're drinking the blood of tortured children uh, as an aphrodisiac to so that they will feel stimulated. And um, this morning, about four o'clock this morning, I was looking over this video by a Dr. Rashid Buttar. And it's and then I've gotten hundreds of videos over the past few weeks since people have been locked in and confined. And um, I, I recommend uh, that you, you you check this thing out. This doctor was very eloquent in his word, and he really broke it down. He is a biologist in nature, and the cat has been in the military, and he's been to war, and the things that he had to say this morning about this bug is basically but he said, I, this is not me, this is not T25CL Entertainment. But the whole thing is a hoax. And it's not necessarily this corona bug. There may be an advanced form of the flu that's been put out there. But as I said earlier about this evil this, that's in this world right now, the this evil is some of the evil that you might see in, in some of these movies that you may see at the movie theater and on your television. And this evil that is out here right now is very, very real. And a lot of these things are orchestrated and they're designed to happen this way. And he laid it out there. I'm not even gonna to try to quote this cat because of some of the things that he was saying. And he spoke from a medical standpoint. He also spoke from a military standpoint. He even dropped some names out there, some of his buddies and stuff in the military. And he said, even take the uh, the Gulf War, for example. He said, why was that uh, war started in the first place? And he said, some of the people that he was in the military, what, you know, because they said that uh, somebody went and blew up the oil fields there in Iraq. The real deal was... The U.S. Uh, underground forces, the ones that went out there and blew up those oil fields and then said, oh, somebody else did it. And so now we got to go in here and take out uh, Saddam Hussein because we got to protect the better interests of Kuwait. So but check that out and um, and you'll see for yourself. And the next time we come together, I mean, you, you may have a whole different opinion about this whole virus thing and how well what is really happening right here with the governments of this world now in my little teaser this week i 
I put out a blast. If you were the president, if you were the president of the United States, what would you do to make uh, for the masses of the people across the country and the world? And uh, what would you do to make things better if you were the president, if you were sitting in Trump's seat right now, what would you do? And so I sent the bullet points out and hopefully everybody sticks to the script and uh, pick one or two or three or four of them and just kind of elaborate out there what you would do if you were um, uh, the president. And then at the end of the show, we'll kind of um, kind of do like a little polling to see which one uh, did people most elaborate on. But let me just kind of take it from the top and then we'll go to the boards on it. Number one was infrastructure. Number two is racism. Three is education. Four is pollution. Five is energy. Six, manufacturing and trade. Seven is taxation. Number eight is poverty and homelessness. Nine, housing. Ten, alternative energy platforms. 11, clean air and water. 12, global peace. 13, reparations. 14, enterprise and development zones. Now, if you've noticed that these are items that affect the daily lives of the common man and woman in the world. Politicians do not run for offices on these topics except for maybe taxation and their skewed version of taxation. So if you were president, what would you do? And so let's hear from you. What would you do if you were president on any one of these topics? What would be your strong ones and which ones do you feel that would be important? So nobody raised their hand. So let's go. I got to give respect to our senior member, Dr. Kwaku Hotev. What's up, man? Good morning, uh, brother. You know, it's uh, my computer went down, so I'm on my I'm on my phone. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get it back up. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Sound much better on your computer though. That that sound it was just pristine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's it's trying to reboot itself here. I don't know what's happening. Uh, anyway, that, yeah, that, that man, happens, man, because they they hitting us all across the country with hitting the internet. Help. My show might can, go down before it goes off. Yeah, I got a message from uh, Comcast saying that it was cutting everybody's uh, power. So I think that that's what it is. And I'm not sure what the reason is for that. But they said you won't have to pay for it. They're not going to charge you your normal rate. So I just think it's something else more sinister going on, you know, because all of a sudden I was on here live and everything was fine. And then everything, my computer just went off. It took me about five minutes to get it back up. So it's re rebooting now, whatever's going on. But anyway, man, I was, you know, listening to that list of yours. And wow, it's, uh, you know, uh, as far as you're dealing with the whole uh, blowing up the oil fields and all that kind of stuff, you know, and you're just talking about there's an evil <clears throat> that exists on the planet today. And I, I just, you know, I'm not so sure that that's just today that this is something that has been going on and it has, it has blossomed into this, this major thing simply because of the, the growth of the population where we got 7.5 or 6 billion people on the planet. 
and these people are becoming more and more fearful of their extinction unless they do something. I would love to get, uh, I'm not sure, I, I didn't have a chance, and I intended to do that last night, to look up and see if somewhere where, you know how they keep most stuff in archives or records of meetings and so forth. I wanted to find out what was going on at this G7 uh, 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 conference that they have every year on population control, because that would be, it would be very instrumental to know just what ideas that they are putting out on the table there. And I have a feeling that it would be some pretty outlandish stuff because if you you deem people as, you know, expendable because you have to keep a certain population over here uh, alive in order for them to continue to exist, that means that all of the, the spectrums that you uh, put in your list would come into play, every every single one of them, you know. And I'm just not sure what would be the number one, but you know, uh, the lack of uh, uh, human, the lack of human uh, cohesiveness uh, seems to be an issue for me. That they feel so. They feel so uh, threatened and that the world had existed all this time, billions, millions of years. They don't know how long this thing has been in existence. Nobody knows. And and it's never had a problem replenishing and, and re, uh, re, I don't know, I don't know, regurgitating itself or continuing to grow. And, and so I don't know why they feel the need that they have to, kill off people by starting wars and, and creating these you know, biological uh, disasters that are, you know, just like this virus or whatever it is. But also you have the continuous growth of, of technology and all of these things are contributing factors and the detriment of our well-being and our health and the health of the planet. So that's my take for right now. I'd like to hear what right. other people have to say. All right, let's go to let's go to Gina. Gina, if you were president on this list that I put together, which one would be your pet project? Which one or two or three would be your pet project um, if you were president? It'd be racism in education. All right, go ahead. Um, what would be so? The question is, if I were president, how would I deal with it? I, do I have to be that old um, pink pig? Sorry, I'm, I'm being a bigot now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're. Do I have to put myself in his mindset in order to? No, 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 no. You are president, President Bone. You are. The okay, president. I am president. Well, yeah, one, forget I about was, uh, forget about issue. Trump. Forget about all of them. What Thank would you. you Good Lord, do get a mental break. Yeah. I would, eradic- I, I would try to eradicate racism. Racism has been a topic for a zillion years. But, you know, at some point, you got to take a pause with this crap. I mean, and I'm going to speak to something that happened to me yesterday. So I'm going to take you through a story. The story is that when I get ready to go to the grocery store now, the first thing that comes in my mind, one, I don't walk out of my apartment with my heart filled with malice or I hate, it, hate the world. I'm focused on, one, getting to my destination because where I live is 25 miles an hour around the whole place, so half the time I'm like, okay, move. I know it's horse and buggy over here, but I'm in a hurry. 
So mindset, right? And are the shelves going to be full when I get there, or did the locusts come through and, and eat a ball of food in the store? That's how I look at it. It's a plague. When I walk in, it's totally empty. Okay, well, the locusts have been through. Anyway, I went to store to the store yesterday, and, um, you know, I got a majority of everything I needed. At, at, and I'm, I'm going to put this store on your, on your radio show, Knob Hill Rayleigh's. I usually call it Schnob Hill. It's Knob Hill Rayleigh's, Rayleigh's Supermarket, here in Alameda, California. So anyway, um, as I was pushing my basket up to the counter, you push it up there so that they can, it, you know, you, that, there's a little area where you push it all the way there so they can start grabbing things, ringing you up. So as I turn to the left to go around so I can watch him ring my items up, there was a lady standing there, so I was out of his way, but he was like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at him like, okay, there's nobody behind me, you guys. There's no one in line. Uh, can, can you move up? Because he wants to put the, cut the rope off because he's leaving or doing whatever he has to do. I wasn't in his way. So I turned, I looked at him, I'm like, dude, all I have to do is walk around here, that's what I'm doing. So I just, I'm like, something's wrong with, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to make a long story short, she leaves, I go up there, he's ringing my food up, but I stopped paying attention to him because he's, my food slides, it's flying down the counter. I was waiting for some of the items to land on the floor. He was pushing them through so fast. And this uh, young lady was speaking to me and asked me, she said they didn't have any paper bags. She was talking about plastic and how much she hated it and they're flimsy. Do you want me to double it? She and I were engaging in a conversation. conversation. Mind you, she was African-American. So she just kept talking, talking. So anyway, after it was finished, the transaction was finished, I put my card in and it went through the whole thing. I signed and I kept looking over. I'm like, okay, where's, <clears throat> where's my receipt? And he said, I'm waiting for the payment to come up. He didn't say, hey, it didn't come up, bring it again. He just said, I'm waiting for the payment to come up. So when I put everything together after the fact, I was like, oh, you were being sarcastic. So I, had to, you know, I took my card back out, put my card in again. I'm like, okay, well, I just did this. He had me sign. I signed, whatever. So as he was pulling out the receipt, he had it folded up, and um, he had on gloves, masks. I got the little plexi stuff in front of them. I didn't have any gloves on, but I reached over to get my receipt, and he put put it down, and he said, um, "I don't want to touch your hand." Mm. And I was tar- at, at the time I was getting the receipt. I was turning to leave to get going out to my car, and I turned around and I said, "Excuse me." And he caught himself, and he looked and he said, "You're not." He said something, and he fanned his. Um, he said, what did he say? He's going out anyway, and he fanned his hand as if I were a gnat. I was bothering him. My mere presence bothered him. You know, when I go into the store, I don't go in the store with balance. I know what we're up against as a people. But when you display that, don't expect me to be quiet because you're going to get it. You bring racism, racism to me while I'm out spending my money paying your check, you're going to hear from this mouthy African-American woman. And I asked him, I said, what did you say? And he wouldn't repeat it. I said, excuse me? Before I could, that was a trigger for me when he said, I don't want to touch your hand. You have on gloves. Yours is more filthy than mine. But I took that personal, you don't want to touch my hand. That whole store, I'm surprised Andre didn't hear me say, fuck you, from Rayleigh's in Alameda, California. 
I, I heard dare you. you. And I turned around, looked at him, I said, don't let COVID-19 get you fucked up. Because, one, they're putting us on blast on TV. Oh, African Americans are dying 60% here, 70% there. Don't get that all-inclusive. Take yourself a statistics class and uh, random samples. And you're going to hear from me, and you're going to hear my mouth, and I'm going to speak for a lot of us. Don't let this be a black-white thing. Don't do it. I'm already pissed. We wouldn't be living in the projects, rat-infested roaches, and have asthma and, and have compromised immune system if your white asses in the bank weren't doing redlining, doing this, doing this, and doing this, creating mass little pockets of chaos so you can be the shining white hope that wants to come in and fix it. Let's fix it at the top. Fix it from the top and let it fucking trickle, trickle down. Take responsibility for 400 years of savagery, 400 years of being superior. But all of a sudden today with COVID-19, oh, you want to be friends. What's the theme on TV? Treat each other nice. Where'd that go in Rayleigh's? I had to call Matt, the, uh, was the head up in Rayleigh's today, this morning at 7 o'clock, and voice this shit. I don't come to buy groceries for you to treat me. Open up your ass cheeks and shit on me. I tell you what, I tell all my black people, don't shop at your store, boycott it. I don't want to hear that. I know you don't, because you want your check. But I'm and sick where, of this where shit, is this to be Rayleigh? honest with you. Where, where are they located? This is Rayleigh's in Alameda, California. It's on Blanding. Right. So if anybody is Don't in take this your dollars area, there. They're big. Do not, do not go to Rayleigh's. All right. So we put them on blast. All right. So you would hit exactly. race, racism, and this would be your... Because I'm sick of it. I told yes, uh, you know what when yes, I talked yes. to Matt this morning, I said I deserve a place at the table, and I deserve to come in here and buy a buy a steak if I want one. And my color should not be an issue on me being in your damn store. And I'm going to tell all my friends about your shit. Bottom line. All right, sick well, of we it. got up. We got them on blast today. All right, let's hear from some of these other presents. So that's a good story. It's a bad story, but it's a real story. All right, let's let's hear. Let's go to. And I'm not supposed uh, to say anything, please. I ain't pres- taking cards. President nine five one. President nine five one. State your name and where you called in from, and what would you do as president? Hey, Chief. This is Alex calling. From hey, Southern Alex. California. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, man, if I was president, well, my first order of business would be reparations, right? So, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what we got going on right now is uh, is is a form of socialism, right? They always say reparations mm-hmm. happen because we don't have enough money to um, to right a wrong that was done for so long, right? And all of a sudden, because of this virus, now everybody getting a twelve hundred dollar check, businesses getting a reprieve, all of this stuff, but they didn't have enough money when we were pushing the case for reparations, and still are, right? So that would be my first order of business, and and I would say to all the people who have privilege because of um, 400 years of oppression, um, and 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 ongoing, because we can't look at it, it, it as a past thing because systematic oppression, uh, you know, redlining, like Gina said, um, you know, lockdown jobs, you know, you and me can, uh, me and another white person can go into business have the same qualifications 
but uh, they would take precedence over me. So the first thing I would do is is right the wrong, right? Um, but uh, that's that's fantastical thinking, right? If I was president, because I could never be president. <laughs> um, the mm-hmm. the the thing the thing that has to happen, and the more I look at the news, is that you know what this thing has to completely break. There, these white people are not getting up off their money nor their privilege, right? So that's something that we got to, um, this, this whole thing has to come down um, in order for it to be built back up. And a lot of people got to go. All right. Okay, so I'm going to uh, do a check mark on you for uh, reparations. I got Gina on the racism and Dr. Kwaku. I'm going to put him on the global peace with his response. Okay, stay, stay there. Oh, Alex, by the way, did you get my email yesterday? Yeah, I got your email, but it's okay. a purchase agreement. I could only find the settlement form. I was okay. going to call you to. Okay, all right. We're, okay. we're talking about it later. We're, we're, that's about tax. We're talking about it later. We're, we're talking about it later. <laughs> that's your personal taxation stuff. So we're talking about that later. Okay. Um, let's go to President Gregory. President Gregory, what would you do if you were president? Which well, one of these items would you hit? Unfortunately, I did not get the list. Oh, it was on my email. You're on the list. Okay. If you didn't get it, it's okay. Let me go over the, over the list. Item one, infrastructure. Two, racism. Three, education. Four, pollution. Five, energy. Six, manufacturing and trade. Seven, taxation. Eight, poverty and homelessness. Nine, housing. Ten, alternative energy platforms. Eleven, clean air and water. Twelve, global peace. Thirteen, reparations. Fourteen, enterprise and development zones. From that list, from that list, I my easy pick would be education. Okay, good. Because that would cover everything else that's on the list. All right, and what would be your platform of education? What would you be on your soapbox screaming about about education? Um, for that one, I would say that uh, with education you would be able to talk about all the other issues that exist and you'd you'd be able to address them all and the problem is that you know with the education in the united states right now the rest of the list is not addressed so would you say in america we have been miseducated i agree completely where, where would you start with education under what subject matter? You have various things. You have mathematics, you have science, you have history, you have language. Where would you start in um, education and at what grade level? I would start with, um, uh, I would just say that, uh, history. Because history will take you 
through every one of the subjects. Uh, you would learn basically real history. Mm-hmm. And real history will will go back and tell you exactly why you were educated or miseducated and who benefits from it. And once you learn who benefits from it, then you can learn how to correct the way that it is perpetrated, okay. the way that it's used. All right. I agree. I agree. And, you know, because history is one of the subjects that, uh, uh, you know, we pick up at an early age and they start programming that in a, at the elementary school level because they want you to get programmed into the system. And and that's really when you really start getting a program is, is at that elementary school level. And when they start uh, exposing on all these vertical fallacies about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and we're supposed to believe that all of these cats were just nice guys, but they never teach you in elementary school that uh, these uh, this first run of presidents were all uh, slave owners. And they were all racist, and they only they set this country up in their constitution and all of their laws for the betterment of rich white men. And so they don't go over these things at the elementary school level. They just teach you how great this country was, how great this country is, but they don't get into the systemic uh, and historical aspects of race and, and racism and how this country was constructed and and the participation of, of the slaves in this country and those at, right after slavery with all the inventions. I mean, we have books here in our library at T25CL about all the contributions that uh, black people have done in the course of history. And a lot of the things that you use in your daily life was created by uh, an ex-slave or a descendant of a slave. And so um, when you out there picking cotton and sweet potatoes and, and, and slopping hogs at six o'clock in the morning, man, looky here, you, you're going to start thinking of some alternative ways of how to uh, make your life uh, a little bit better. So, um, you know, we were very creative in our approach and and uh, how we approach things and the, a lot of the garden tools that we use today you'll see that they were created by uh, by the slaves you know and you had to think of a better way of doing that kind of work in 115 120 degree heat down in texas louisiana mississippi alabama and, and georgia and because it, it wasn't no joke at, at all working under those type of conditions and so um yeah, so education is definitely a, a good one, President Gregory. And so we have racism, we have education, we have global peace, we have reparations. And so let's go to uh, President Roy. What would your hot topics be if you were president? I didn't get the list either, but <laughs> either, but. Yeah, that last, what was that, that last, to the last two on that list, what was it? 
reparations and enterprise and development zones. Okay. Yeah, but they took a, took the ones that I wanted to talk on. But anyway, uh... no, but that's that's okay. Is it's like I said in my opening. I just you know it's okay to double up, and uh, you may have a different version of and how you're going to approach it. So what we're just trying to do is see which items would be the hot topic items if you were uh, president of the United States. Yeah, well, Gregory had a, the great the one I was going to pick, uh, education. I think we've been miseducated, uh, and uh, it has to start there. You know, teaching us the history, and like you're saying, and um, you know, uh, the racism. What Gene is saying is, it's just you know we've been misinformed on a lot of that, you know, I mean, but it's very blatant now, you know, it's just everything is coming out. Uh, it's just a lot of things, I mean, but the, you know, when you get through all that, you know, it's coming, it's coming to togetherness, trying to, you know, get a community together to try to start doing the right things in our communities and look at ourselves and do them and quit depending on you know, uh, handouts, you know, that's what, that's been, that's what I've been our enabler for so many, so many years. I mean, free this, free that. Yeah, it's, it's good, but hey, look what it's done. You know, it's not, it's not productive for uh, a human being to have anything free. I mean, you know, things free because you become complacent and you don't want to put out be productive. That's what this world, that's what this uh, America was built on. And um, if you like, you know, I'm, I'm for a right, you know, for the right things in life, <clears throat> you know. So that's what I that's what I try to strive towards. And I tell but my never, family also, you know, but we never never got anything free. Yeah, but I mean, we get a lot of things free now. I mean, it's like no. a lot of things you we get pay free. For it. You talk about you talking about health and wealth, health and welfare. Uh, you know. We, People retiring on that. I mean, come on. I mean, get you out paid of for that. You paid yeah, for that. I, I worked for 40 years for uh, my Social Security. That wasn't free. Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand that part. Yeah. Well, name something that, okay. you, that you're saying for free. You be a little bit more specific. Uh, well, for free, I'm for saying, free, I'm saying the health and welfare. Uh, you know, things that we've been, you know, we've been uh, given, you know. I mean, I know people that's been, is having, playing around having babies, you know, and they don't even want to get out and try to, you know, work and uh, nothing. And this, you know, many babies they get, you know, that's that's how much they was getting. Okay, okay. Let, let, let me stop you right there with that one. Because I mean, it's, it's, it's something I, I want to say about that. About I got something to say around, too. Laying around and having babies. You know, man, for 310 years, that's all we were allowed to do, especially the black woman. I'm going to speak on behalf of, of a black woman. You know, we were, that's what we were taught. You, 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 you black woman, I'm going to pair you up with this new buck that I just bought. I need you to make me some wenches and some, and uh, 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 what was that they called the men? They called women wenches and they called us something else. 
And, and so that's what you were made to do as a black woman was just to sit there and lay there and, and just get abused sexually, not only by other slaves of the master's selection, but himself as well. And so we did this for 310 years. And now we're only 160 years past this. And yes, some of our sisters still may have some of these attributes or some of these things that I see on the internet nowadays. Holy crap. You know, some of it is maybe entertaining for a minute, but then when you look into the inner colloquialism of all this stuff, this reminds me of, of these sisters now are selling themselves, their bodies, just as though they were on the damn plantation. And so when you say laying around and making babies, and we as black men during that time, we were made studs. And, and they would make us go into the quarters and go in there and, and make babies. You go in there and you get a long, hard one and you stick it into this one and you make me some, some big, strong bucks. And so we did this for centuries, man. And, and so it may take a little while for this, this to eradicate, but this comes back into what you and Gregory both claim, education. If the education aspect came into this, do you look at this laying around and making babies thing from a historical standpoint? That and was show, your job. And, yeah, yeah, your job was just laying the pipe to another woman. And, and so now you got to point this thing out as a child. So if these young sisters were taught as an early age about the historical aspects of being abused sexually and then maybe they wouldn't voluntarily do it when they get to the junior high high school and post high school high school era and man because you can go on some of these sites right now and see what these sisters are voluntarily doing right now and so what is so different about what they're doing now and what happened uh during slavery uh, sister gina did you want to make a comment yeah, I, I did. You know, that comes to the part, um, what you just said, but what's the other alternative? But to continue to go out on, I mean, there's other alternatives, don't get me wrong, but to continue to go out on interviews and continuously get rejected, 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 that's where the ed, the educational part comes in. There is a way to go out and, and get a job. I had to pay someone $200 just to help me navigate through the biases of the world so I, I could become gainfully employed. And guess what? It did work. A white girl in Texas, okay? So on that note, how do you know when they're laying on their backs that they don't see this as an out to have a roof over their head because they've gone out, tried to only get back to one, where I was when I left off. I made a statement to my tax person. The reason why I'm so behind in my taxes and I don't owe I have to look at what I did for that year, even though I tried really hard to get through a door to sit down and have a job and put the education to use. It should have told me from the beginning, you don't deserve it. Let's close the doors on it because we're still going to give you that servant job. You don't, you don't deserve to be up here. But she showed me how to work around it, and I did, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm temporarily employed, employed, but I'm employed. 
So the thing about it, what I'm saying about that sister there, I've been around those sisters, and they're like, you know what, why should I break my back, have them spit in my face, tell me whatever, make me a few more babies, and then I get my Section 8, and I can live better than you while you get up every day and go to the slave master. That's, a, that, that's their way they see it because they got tired of the doors shutting in their face behind the systemic racism. So the one that's laying on her back, I'm going to speak for her. How do you know she hasn't gone out there and dealt with half the shit I've dealt with trying to get in the door to eat? Qualified, like, like, um, like she just said, as the next white person coming in the door, got more credentials, can do the job better than that lazy fuck, and I can't get through the door. How do you know they're not thinking like that? How do you know they haven't tried? That's where the education part comes in. Anyway, I'm done. All right. Alex, did you have your hand up? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to um, talk about... um, about, Hold on. on. Somebody's got their music on. Okay, go ahead. ringtone. (laughs) Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, you you talked about women and, um, you know, first Roy said, you know, women continuously make all of these babies, right? Um, and and that, you know, and then Gina said women sometimes, you know, are at their wit's end and, um, you know, that's their way out, right? But we, we one, I want to recommend a book to, to everyone. It's called They Were Her Property. And what was the name, Lisa? Stephanie Jones. Stephanie Jones Rogers, that's the author. That book will tell you a lot, right? Because, you know, we're always looking at the white man. we got to turn our eye to the white woman, right? And in that book, it talks about... Exactly. Uh, yep. It talks about black women were impregnated, you know, um, by, you know, other slaves or the slave master just for milk production, one, right? You know, so... When you have an assault on your body for hundreds of years, you know, just because we're not the ones who physically experienced it, it's part of our DNA, right? And until you address that that happened back then, we're not going to solve this. So when you talk about the 14 topics, Chief, if you were president, reparations covers all of that because you cannot um, succeed and move forward if there's no level playing field. And right now, when you think about it, you know, the um, even a white person that's supposed to be of the same income level or social status as you, it's not true. It's a facade. If We may be living pay, paycheck to paycheck, but Billy, he got an uncle that got some money and some land. He got something more than us that they didn't even deserve to have. So reparations covers education because it allows us to access and create our own educational system. Reparations levels the playing field for us so that we could operate on the same level and then all move forward together, right? Um, money makes a difference and opportunity makes a difference for all of us. And all of these things, clean energy, um, racism, all of that will be uh, impacted if we were to get reparations. And I'm telling you, that. trillion that they put out, they've been had that. And if they really wanted to give it to us, um, they would have given it to us. My my take on it is that, you know, like I said, when you asked me if I was president, what would I do? We got to tear this system down and build it back up from scratch. Mm -hmm. And that's only going to happen through reparations. Yes, yes, yes. 
Dr. Kwaku, take over for me for a minute. I'll be right back. Oh, okay, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I've heard some very interesting uh, takes on on process and what needs to take place. And and I can agree on most of those things. And when we talk about education, are we talking about uh, what's going on in America? Are we talking about what's going on globally? Because uh, the United States doesn't have as much power as we give it credit for having. It can't exists without China, without Russia, without Britain, without Germany, without all these other places, uh, you know, they kind of coexist and allow each other to fluctuate in their process because they are a unit. So I think one of the things that we are missing is, is a, a called nationhood. We, we, we have to be about the business of building our own nation, not trying to fix their institutions because in other words you'd have to almost like wipe out everybody that that exists in this system now because let's face it these people have been living a life and having all of the advantages they are not about to give that up because you get educated and even if we if we got reparations if we still in an unjust society unjust system you know, how successful can we be living under the guise of somebody else's system? So if, would somebody out there like to respond to that? You back, Chief? Um, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. And again, that goes back to education. If you don't understand what you're going to, if you don't even know what you want to do, right. then you have nowhere to go. I can remember right. just uh, with myself when I was going through school. I was very good in math. I, I was the top of the class. And yet I got a uh, I got offered a scholarship to become a cook or a janitor. Mm. After I was after I took a lot of tests, they said that's what I was qualified for. They told me nursing. They told you nursing. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, serving, serving, serving the public, mm -hmm. man. Go, go somewhere with exactly. that. Exactly. So I did cool. what I wanted to do. I made it finance and accounting. Yeah, so what is my world? Yeah, what, is, what does that really mean? Does that mean that we should have our own system or try to ingratiate ourselves into a system that we know is dysfunctional and unjust? Uh, can I say something? Yes, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, when I talk about reparations, reparations doesn't only mean a monetary compensation. Reparations means systematic change, right? A change in policy because, um, you know, there's one thing to be educated and not have the resources to, to, to use your education, as you guys mentioned, right? We have to be instrumental mm -hmm. in policy change, right? And that's why I said that, you know, in order for us to even start the process of change in policy and the criminal industrial complex, right, all of these things, has, we have to have a level playing field. And, you know, like we're involved in another group that is, that, that's 100% our focus. Um, what's, that, what's that book that we're reading now, Lisa, from From Here to Equality by San, Dr. Uh, Sandy Darity. That book will talk about the financial systems and the impact of that over 
um, over generations that happened to black people that have us in the situation that we are in now. You know, like we walk on the street and we see a black person and they're, you know, struggling. It's not because they want to be out there for struggling. It's learned hopelessness, right? So we have to level the playing field, impact policy, uh, educate our kids on specific areas that they need to go into. You know, like Chinese folks, they target their children in certain professions to impact policy change, and that's what we have to do. And my thing is that we can't separate ourselves because we're in this country, but we can fight um, to make sure that we have a seat at the table so we could impact. You know, when people say, I'm not going to vote, I'm not going to do this, right? No, you have to do that, and little by little, maybe not in our generation, but we need to focus on change in policy and change in the systems, and to do that, we need money. And white people get money. Every other, every other immigrant that comes in this country gets money. What happens to black people? Why don't we get any money? Because of policy. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this. and Let me, if reparations, I know we've been hearing about this uh, for years uh, on this uh, uh, reparations thing. How would reparations be presented? You know, and 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 let's just you know because the Japanese they got reparations for World War Two, uh, and of course the the uh, Jews they get reparations every year in in millions and millions of dollars they give to Israel. On, a, on an annual basis. How does descendants of slaves get reparations? What, if you were president, how do you present it? How do you say it? How is it disseminated? 160 years post-slavery, how do you present a platform for reparations. Let's see. I think Gina has her hand raised. Gina, how, as president, do you make this presentation of reparations? You know what? I'm sorry. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't raising my hand for that question. I'm going to save that one for someone else. Um, the two books from, you know, I, I got his computer went down and my phone just went blank. Yeah. Right when yeah. I was writing down the book that she suggested, what is the what is the name of the book from here to? And I didn't get the lady's name because my Alex. Somebody's messing with this station. Alex, Alex, yeah. I didn't get the name of the book. I'm sorry. From here to equality. Equal. I want to read it. And the author is Dr. Sandy Darity. Sandy. Thank you. Didn't you didn't you said another book earlier too? Didn't you? Yes, they were her property. Yeah, I really want to read that one. They were. It's, it's a hard her read. Property. It's a hurt. It's necessary. It, it, it's by oh, Stephanie Jones Rogers. Okay. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, Dre, what's going on with the station? Quake, who got kicked off? I did too. I was like, wait a minute. Right <laughs> down the book. I, told you, guys, you, I told you guys earlier that. Um, uh, I'd be surprised if I make it through this show because of the subject matter of because uh, these are items, these 14 items, you know, the, the politicians, they don't discuss it. They don't talk about it. 
and with the exception of taxation, but they just throw a bunch of bullshit out there. And um, then the stupid reporters, they don't even ask intelligent day-to-day questions. They, they, it would be better off if, if this panel that we have in here right now put us in the White House press room and let us ask the real deal questions. These damn reporters, their, their questions are not worth a tinker's damn. The, the way that they're asking it, the way they're phrasing it, and, and they That's don't. That's why they get hired. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably <laughs> <laughs> trained to 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 do it in that way, form of fashion. I mean, where yeah. is we're not even being represented by the reporters. Yeah, matter of fact, Greg, you. yeah, let's pose that to you. I mean, you've worked in television, you know these reporters. Are these reporters told and instructed what to ask and what not to ask? Yes, they yeah. are. Let me be straightforward with you. What is, can you name something from your days in television? Name something or a subject matter that the reporters were instructed, you do not dare talk about this. Um, that has to do with, with station policy. Uh, every television station has their own policy as to what they are they are hired to sell yeah but i need to know specifically what like uh something like ufos you you never hear reporters talking about ufos can you name something in specific that they're told you do not ask a politician a certain question in a certain categories well, I can't say UFOs, but I can also I can say military, military strategies. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are told exactly what you can and cannot say, and that depends on uh, each one of the stations has their own uh, ways of being financed. Well, uh, Gregory, doesn't it go a little deeper than that in, in, in perspective in terms of, you know, a reporter really has very little to say about what actually gets presented out to the public, whether that be print, or television, or radio, or whatever. You know, that's why you have these people that work in these newsrooms, and it's just like if you own any job, you know, where... Uh, if you want to put something in, you got to get it approved by somebody. You got to go put it on the editor's desk and say, and they might hand it back to you and say, well, I want this out, I want that out, and, and you can't say this. So basically, when you present information that you may want to think is word newsworthy, uh, based on the the person who is evaluating that stuff and based on your sponsors, your, your editor might say, well, look, our sponsors is not going to go for that. You got to take that out. And so therefore, what you get is a version of what the reporter has deemed a reality for them. So it's, mm -hmm. it's why it's so difficult to know when you're getting the truth and, and not getting the truth, because they they manipulate it so that it sounds good and it's, it's, it's pleasing to the sponsors. It's also pleasing to the people who has to approve it because they're worried about their job. They're not going to approve nothing. They think going to get them in trouble. So, you know, there's just a, a, a lot of variations that 
people have to experience trying to get the word out there. And that's why I just like with, with us here at, at T25, and uh, I know I went on uh, Facebook the other night and I printed some stuff up there and they said, you have violated our rules five or six times. So I sent them a note back. I said, look, you know, what about these lies that y'all be printing every day? And I don't print no lies. I usually try to verify the information that I put up, but it was not what they wanted to hear. And so they don't mind Trump and everybody else printing lies and they know that they're lies, but these people own the systems. And therefore, like even with the reporter, they have people over them that are controlling the system and control them. So look, John, this is a good story, but hey, you can't say that. You got to take this back and present it another way. And I think we have to take those things into consideration. Is there a real freedom for, for any of us? As a matter of fact, if we're working within a system, do we have freedom of expression? And I would say, I would have to say no to that. No, absolutely not. But Gregory, let me ask you this. Have you ever known of a television reporter that has gone off script? Of course, there's going to be a few, but they usually wind up getting fired as well. Exactly. It's, uh, if, if it, historically speaking, uh, any reporter that you have seen uh, and that you have known personally that have gone off script may have asked a great question but maybe it doesn't fit the criteria of the station. Have you seen a reporter get reprimanded and or fired because of a question that they asked? Well, well let me put it a, a different way. Uh, I know that um, Fox News actually took um, a couple of reporters who refused to do a story that uh, they found the story to be true and the reporters actually wound up taking fox to court and fox went to court and they got the courts to uh agree with them that what they were uh, stories that they were putting out were based on entertainment and they were not required to tell the truth so they actually got the courts to agree that they could lie on the air. Yeah, I, I saw an mm -hmm. article, I think yesterday, um, that that woman on uh, Fox News, the, the real evil reporter, uh, what's her name? Uh, Laura, I think, Laura Ingram, I think that's what her name is, went to Fauci mm -hmm. and wanted him to come on her program and to get interviewed, but she wanted him to lie and yes. about uh, some things. I don't know specifically what was said. I just caught the story at the end, and I don't know what exactly she wanted him to lie about. And Fauci said, no, I'm not going to do it. And uh, let me just get this straight, too. Fauci is not an angel, is where it's as well too because i know that he's been really propped up and and uh being very popular these days even across the board even at msnbc and he mm -hmm. is uh, one of trump's right hand men but when you listen to that uh video that i mentioned earlier about dr rashid he tells the truth about fauci in the relationship that he has with bill gates 
and Fauci is not uh, a good guy. I've uh, talked to mm. someone who has sat right next to him and said that when because uh, Fauci used to work uh, with HIV and AIDS and back mm. in the day, and he came here to the Bay Area and he was at the table with Diane Feinstein, and I know somebody that was there at the table, and uh, and then when the question was imposed to him about uh, the AIDS thing and how it's affecting us in the in the black communities and he just basically said fuck them they're just dead and because uh, they're just a waste anyway and so if they get it they're just doomed we don't give a damn about them well I, you know I do, I do remember the uh, the the people that uh, were on Fox that actually tried to get their stories told the truth uh, that was in 1963, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Fox took the reporters to court and got the court to reverse everything. And, and it was uh, the name of the woman was Ayers. I think it was in 1963. And Fox wound up winning the lawsuit because they, they wound up it was, even though it was a new show, the courts ruled that uh, they were what they were doing was entertainment. Entertainment. I remember that case. Yeah, and Fox declared that we are not a news channel, even though we may exactly. call ourselves news. We're not news, and uh, we're just an, an opinionated uh, uh, channel because we don't use real reporters. We don't use real journalists. And usually, people who come through the ranks at Fox or just a we just telling a story. Yeah. And so they're entitled to go in and to express their opinions, you know, whether we like it or not. But uh, it's the thing of it is, the sad thing about it is, it's just that they have a, a direct influence on a lot of people, especially in the southern states. And they use the Fox uh, information to uh, sway them in their voting habits and, and who th- th- they're going to support as uh, coming into political office. But let me just go into a brief commercial break and we'll come back and we'll get it wrapped up for today. This is T25CL Entertainment. This is Galaxy Talk Radio United We Stand. And uh, tune in to our, our website at T25CL.com and visit our music artists and sample their, their music and sample our film projects, United We Stand, Kev Choice. Uh, project and all the great artists that we have here at T25 Sale Entertainment and uh, and also tune in to our Galaxy Talk radio shows and to Lorenzo's show on Monday night and Dr. Quake Koo's show on Tuesday and Rosalind's show on Wednesday and King Coco on uh, Sunday and my show um, this may be my last one today but, uh, but, you know, tune into our shows because we tell it like it is, you know, and, and I really uh, commend everybody who uh, comes on our shows and then and all of our reporters who uh, do their shows. And, and uh, it's not an easy thing to do because you got to do your research and you got to do your homework. And I know I start putting my shows together on Fridays when I start getting 
get together. Sometimes the ideas come to me on Thursday. The idea of, of this thing about if you were president came to me on Thursday. And so I just wrote it up yesterday and usually on Saturdays I'm up about four or five o'clock in the morning and really getting a feel uh, for this because when you do a, a show like this, it's got to come from the heart. It's got to come from your spirit. And you really got to feel it because even though in uh, my little line here that I got from Joe Madison is that radio is theater of the mind. And if you don't feel these subject matters in your mind and in your heart and your spirit, the audience is going to pick up on that. And they're going to say, oh, that, that chief, he's a phony. You don't know what he's talking about. And uh, he didn't do his homework or whatever. And so the people out there into the listening audience, they can tell if you're just shucking and jiving. And, uh, and I don't want my name to be associated that way, nor do I want anybody else that's on any of our Galaxy Talk radio shows uh, to be that way as well. But we are here to put out information, some information some of you may not like, some information you may disagree with, and but most of the information you're definitely going to uh, agree with and especially those that are descendants of, of slaves in, in this country. And so these are things that we do here at T25SL Entertainment. This whole thing about saving the world was not in our original playbook. Our original playbook was music and, and films and, and entertainment and people who have been around us for years like uh, uh, Gregory and Dr. Kwaku and and Gina's been knowing me since, what, 1984. Roy's been knowing me since, what, 1963, 64. And Alex and Lisa, who are very, very close and, and dear to me, we've been knowing each other for, what, the past, what, eight, nine uh, years or so. And so this is my T25CL family, and I really appreciate it, everybody. And uh, But my, my thing is to build up our brand here at T25CL Entertainment. And uh, we have gotten past entertainment and we've gotten really into this whole thing about uh, saving the world. And so I just definitely want <coughs> all of our other hosts to continue this and, and do your homework and study and reach out to the people and let's do our part to uh, bring beast peace to the world. and. And that's what we did with United We Stand, is to bring out this thing about global poverty and try to get a billion people off the poverty rolls by uh, uh, the year 2030. So let's just keep the beat going and let's go to, we got a new caller on here, 510-453, state your name and where you're calling in from. Are you there, or are you just listening? Hey, hey, uh, Galaxy Chief. Uh, well, thank you. Hey, 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 what's going on, goalkeeper? <laughs> thank you very much for having me. It's been a while. I was in there. I took a family sabbatical. You know? Yes, sir. Welcome home, man. Welcome home. Yeah. Welcome. I, I guess you've been out to the bush, so uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Well, well, we thank God for keeping us among the living, and uh, thank you, everyone, for 
doing the best we can to, you know, uh, keep hope alive because, as they say, united we stand, and communication is the key. Uh, yeah. I was listening to, to I was, I, well, I came in the middle of it uh, to hear one of the brothers, uh, you know, mention uh, it was uh, it's pretty much boils down in ethics and broadcasting. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us that we had tutored and taught at San Francisco State, uh, the creative arts department on all this broadcasting, is a fad, is a crap in that if you don't have money, you don't have voice, period. Bottom line. So that cuts across, across the Atlantic, you know, wherever there are. Those of us, you know, that are pretty much blessed, but made impoverished by design. So um, it's just for us to uh, understand what we are blessed with. We are blessed with communication from talking drums to whatever they've denied us. We use it into creating something, you know, the, (laughs) what do you call it? The uh, oil barrels in uh, Old drums in Trinidad, they turned it into steel, steel, steel drums. Yeah. And made money. That's the, that the black survival, black renaissance. Yeah. So the time now is for us to, you know, keep the communication going, but then, you know, you know uh, follow the movement. Follow the uh, hands of God. Where is he leading us? Hey, he's leading us to go back home. <laughs> we all know where we're going to be if you if we don't know, just call this number for five one zero four five three five one three three. I repeat five one zero four five three fifty one thirty three. Excuse the accent. I bought it at uh Albertson's before they sold out the lock. So <laughs> no problem. I have a question for you as well. This is my uh uh, good friend IB. We've been great friends for the past couple of years, and so he's a good brother. He's from Lagos, Nigeria. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Akwaibom. Akwaibom. Oh. The, the most, the most, uh, the most wasteful piece of dirt in Africa. That's Akwaibom. Yeah. Said the only, the largest oil fields, the largest uh, reserve of of gas. On the ground, mm. but then it is still flaring uh, 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 gas in the air uh, and polluting. Yeah. So yeah. that's one for all of us. So if we don't go back there and take a piece of it, clean it, and make something out of it, we still be complaining. If you want to do it, say, I have a key to a few rooms. All it is is bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> 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 I have a question for you while you're here. I, I sent you a video the other day about the Chinese and their influence throughout Africa. And I you watched it because you, you responded back to me on it. Did that video have any validity to it? We know that there's information, misinformation that's out there, but do the Chinese have uh, this great deal of influence throughout Africa, whereas they are coming in there and obtaining properties and political influence, and they are looking to move from China 
to Africa over the next 20 years. Did that story have any validity to it? Well, that's a very good question, but then the answer is simple. Go online and Google China, China African Development Fund. We know where it started. I grew to what it is uh, in the base of 20 billion plus and still at infinitum. So you don't blame China for nothing. Two culprits are to be blamed with either the blood suckers, the African ladies, and the American government. They are racist uh, policies towards Africa. They want oil, minerals, petroleum. But they're not developing the uh, middle class by trying to do all these uh, exim uh, finance and uh, whatever they say. So he's uh, created as a, you know, assessing credit to do business. And then they still play ball with the government. That is criminal. The government is sleeping with America and then turning around and bringing the Chinese through the other back door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. are, we, are we dealing with? Buhari, all the African presidents. I was sending a video about Dr. Uh, Patrick Lumumba. He said that the Chinese, uh, they're speaking China in Kenya, teaching it in school, Chinese. They're speaking it everywhere. They are abusing modern nature, environment, polluting, excavating without license, mining, polluting the streams that uh, ancestors drink from and people are still living in villages with arrogance. You go they challenge the police. They're being arrested. So we have to speak up. So those of us that are here, those are alive. If we sit here and be saying, what are they doing? What are we doing? Mm. <laughs> we can't criticize. So, we don't have the solution. <laughs> Carry so it, it, so it sounds like here we go again. I mean, because when the Europeans came in uh, 400 years ago, and did the same thing, and especially what they did to South Africa, they come in and and um, and take the land from the Zulus in, in in South Africa, and look where they are today, and and coming up and down the <clears throat> the west coast of there of Africa, from Gambia down to Cameroon, and the extraction of tens of millions of Africans into bring them into America and to convert them from Africans into slaves and and Americans and Christians. And and so but so it looks like here we go again and it just seems as though any country uh, that has uh, financial resources and propaganda that they can go to Africa and with a briefcase and promises and a smile and they can extract uh, the resources from the African governments and the African governments are just letting them come through and and do these things. 
And do am I okay. speaking correctly or am I speaking incorrectly? You are speaking correctly, but then what are our own leaders? See, I keep asking some questions that uh, I still don't get a definite answer because coming here as a, as a young man, you know, well, uh, 23 years old, 1976, right? Yes. I've been through the, the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, the Midwest. I saw what it's made of and what is being, what is being sold. And then I moved west. I've seen Hollywood, San Francisco, what is being sold. But then, who uh, a part of us that are selling us the right thing, like Jesse Jackson, you know? And then he goes to Nigeria. Where does he go to? Does he come with the right message to the right people that needs to hear the message and be a good messenger and take the people there? But the one that wanted to do the job, the captain, that's Andrew Young. <laughs> we have to know ourselves and, you know, really tell the story right. And someone will, you know, pretty much do what you just said about the Anglo going to rape and they're going to rape. And then if we go, like I've been telling you, go put this radio in Calabar uh, or no, in New York. Put it in uh, Abuja. Mm -hmm. Invite our people to come home. Ghana has, you know, got done the right thing because it's a knowledge, education, and listening. If we don't listen to the voices, the cries of the youth today that are still being killed in this captivity, Africans haven't gone home yet. That's where the problem is. Don't blame nobody. Chinese went home. Chinese that were here in concentration camp went home and told their people to wake up and not telling their people to wake up. They set up the things that they want to set up in order to uh, be relevant. Today they are relevant. Even they're still speaking with the, uh, I would say, uh, biological uh, arsenal. They released one yet. Him is not talking <laughs> because yeah. they're masters. They did the job. So we have to understand ourselves. So they 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 they're doing the stuff. So what are we doing to protect the uh, our only frontier? That's the only frontier for every black Negro in this world. That's the mountain top that uh, our dear brother and uh, true leader King saw. But have we gotten there? No, we're still complaining. The complaint. Where's the right. solution? Yes. Dr. Kwaku. So have to wake up. Yes. Do you have a question to Brother Ivy regarding uh, any of the African policies? You know, we always talk about Africa, and I've been wanting for Africans to come on. And now that we have this set up now on uh, on Galaxy Talk Radio, that where it's we're open to the world right now. You don't have to use your telephone to call in here. All you got to do is just have internet and you can call in for free. So you, you don't, in the old days, you, you didn't have it that way in our old setup. And so we welcome people to uh, call in from all parts of Africa. Some of my United Nation ambassador friends uh, 
used to call in. We, have, we haven't talked to them in a while, but I have a feeling we're going to be talking to, to them again soon. And so as long as anybody in any parts of Africa has internet access, they can they can call into any of our Galaxy Talk radio shows and don't have to pay one Kobo to um, call in. But we need the Africans to uh, reach out to us here and so that we can get to know them, they can get to know us. So, Dr. Kwaku, do you have a, a question for Brother I.B. regarding this subject matter? I don't really have a question because I understand, you know, clearly what he is stating. It, you know, you know, you can't blame, uh, you can't blame Africa. You have to, well, you can in a lot of ways, but you have to blame the sellouts because, you know, people, people talking about China. Uh, well, look at Italy. You know, I got a message uh, from from people in, in Ghana saying that Italy is trying to use their muscle to come in and take control of resources. And if we really go back to, you know, to when Garvey was, was, had his movement going, what Garvey was trying to do, he said, look, the Chinese got their stuff, the Japanese got their stuff. Everybody got a, a, a foundation, a structural foundation by which they can, you know, they can, you know, become really productive here in America, but we have to control our resources. That means we have to, We it is absolute must that we go back to Africa in terms of our communication and understanding each other, and also to try to retake control of the resources of that country. Because just think if we, God had ships, just think if we had ships bringing stuff from Africa here for us to sell, we would thrive immensely. And so what we have to do is we have to reconnect with some, we, some of us have to go back. We have to find ways to, to remove those politicians in Africa who are selling it down the drain because Asia can't come in and buy up and take control of stuff. They're in there, uh, from what I understand, uh, providing these here predatory loans like they do here, you know, where you go in the store and you borrow $100 and you got to pay 500 back. Mm -hmm. But they're doing the same thing in Africa, you know, where they got some, yep. you know, politicians over there. So, oh, yeah, come on in. And they're fattening their pockets up and they're becoming uh, extension of capitalism in America right there in Africa by selling their own people out and selling their own resources out. So you can look at Asia, but you, you gotta look at all of those people who are invested there. And, but more importantly, we, and you know, T25CL and we as individuals have to, you know, make that extra effort to make that connection with people in Africa so that they can understand. That's for my playing music again. Yeah. So they can understand that if we are ever going to be successful in America and on the continent, that we have got to bridge that gap there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Gina, did you have a question for Brother Ivy? No. Did I hit start two by accident? I see your hand up. So. Oh, that was me trying to get the books. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, and, the, and the thing is that we have to listen to and look at our own history here in this this nation 
and not listen to the same stories that we're told that uh, the best things that ever happened to us was Europe coming and taking us as slaves because otherwise we'd be uh, hanging around in trees in the jungles. Yeah, yeah, some of the stereotypes. I mean, I hear it's, it's some of the stereotypes that are out there and, and people think that Africa is only uh, a place for animals. Oh, you're gonna go to the Africa so you can see the animals. Hell, I know I got friends in Nigeria ain't never saw no lion. They don't know about none of that because it's you don't see animals in in northern Africa. You have to go to specified areas in in the southern central uh, parts of Africa to see the lions and and gorillas and 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 all the wildebeest and that sort of thing. The animals do not run rampant throughout the entire continent of, of Africa. And a lot of the countries in Africa have developed cities, some beautiful cities. And those people who uh, want to categorize us as uh, uh, in Africa, we walk around with bones on our nose and we just walking around with a, a leaf in, in our behinds and, and this sort of things do not have the proper, they get their education by watching Tarzan movies. And, and that's all they think about in Africa. And, and, and that's all you see in Africa is, is little black babies with flies and stuff, uh, in their, in their eyes and in their nose. And, and not all of that is a reality. Yes, there is poverty in Africa. Yes, there's poverty in America as well. We got people starving. Uh, right here in America, just like you do in 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 Africa too, and so um, there's a lot of misconceptions that are out there. And and Brother Ivy and myself, we've had a lot of discussions and stuff on this issue, and and uh, also with King Coco and and a lot of uh, of uh, of our friends that are from the homeland. We have a, a lot of these type discussions, but. Um, well, we got to look at the commonalities and, you know, we're from there, but the main thing is we definitely want uh, the Africans from all the nations and particularly from the Western part of Africa during the slave trade. We want them to uh, welcome us as, as well. And we definitely want uh, from that zone from Gambia going down to Cameroon, uh, those who sold their own people into this condition here and uh, we are the benefactors of that and so you know we just need to reach out and and those that are living to this day yeah I know you didn't do it but also um, the you know those who lived a couple hundred years ago they did do it and they were complacent and they're just as guilty as the Europeans and the Americans in that slave trade. And that's one of the things that has to be addressed. And But we can get beyond that point to where we are right now. And it's time for us to reach out across the Atlantic and it's time for the Africans to reach out across the Atlantic. And we need to shake hands right there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and Dr. Kweku is right. We we need to go to the homeland, and we need to remove some of the misconceptions 
And uh, but one of the things that you will see there when you first get there, one of the first things you will experience is the air pollution. And yes, it, it smells like grease there in the air. You'll smell the oil. And so, yes, you will see a lot of things that will shock you. And especially when you go to places like Lagos, but you learn to adapt. And, and some of the best food I've ever had came from out of Lagos. And I enjoyed the African people and my 20 year friendship with Nigerians has just been uh, uh, golden over the years. I'm looking forward to going back once we can get all this pandemic crap out of the way and and uh, start doing life in a normal set of uh, rules and, and circumstances and we can freely travel like we used to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back my, to going back myself and Coco and, and Ivy and, and uh, because we do have uh, things that we're we're, we're talking about now and setting up business uh, there in, in, in Abuja. And so, uh, but we just got to get things going back uh, uh, into normalcy and how long is normalcy going to be? It may take some period of time. And uh, Trump now is trying to get uh, the states to open back up and to do business um, like they uh, once did but it's going to be a change. And I don't think that life is going to be just as it was, as we knew it just a few months ago. There's gonna be some major uh, adjustments that are out there. All right, so do we have any questions or comments before we wrap up today? It's Saturday and I know you guys have things to do. So any questions or comments before we wrap up? Anybody, anybody? Uh, uh, can I say something? Yes, so yes, so yeah, I would like to appreciate everyone. Uh, sorry, uh, I didn't get to say hello to uh, Dr. Kweku and Sister Tina. I think uh, some other brethren that are there. Um, I do miss you all, but um, the experience that we all shared in common is real, but then my uh, position is what are we doing about it? And uh, I'm very much open to share what uh, my widow's might, and then it's still ongoing. And then um, if it is what kind of uh, taking a look at, fine. And then uh, the other thing that I'm going to throw out is what I've done with uh, my little uh, family, uh, which uh, we're, we, at one point we were almost like uh, African Union. Which mm-hmm. United Nations, which uh, I'm from Nigeria, wife was from Zimbabwe, we measure in the city, and then we opened our house to uh, to um, uh, for emergency shelter, and a couple of kids were placed, uh, you know, from in San Francisco. So um, they grew up with us, and we became, even though they foster kids, they were adopted, but the adoptive parents made us. Uh, the um you know uh, i would say that like this um godparents so with the kid you know they, they grow up eating african food you know what we eat is what we give her her name is precious she's you know she's about 20 something now we picked her up at san francisco general hospital i picked her up at the uh, age of uh five days old 
Yes, sir. The county took her and pretty much forgot her because of our condition and being black. And we knew what we did to. All the kids needed was just a, a warm house, love, and all. And she's mm-hmm. thriving. So we took her to to, you know, to Nigeria in December of, uh, when uh, she graduated from high school and went to college, you know, you know kind of a series of college pretty much uh, admission. She did. We surprised her. Uh, you know, uh, stepmom gave her, uh, you know, the process, her passport, it was all a hidden thing. I was in Nigeria, so all she knew was she was, she came to the house to spend the night, packed, you know, to travel, and she might go to uh, Africa, and she's the first generation to ever been there, so uh, all she knew was she went from her house to her house over there, and family, everybody's got that, you know, in cars here and there, you know, um, by then I think uh, uh family member was the deputy governor in uh, Calabar, and that's where the carnival holds every December, and whenever, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> we yeah. can put our heads together, something can happen this December, two weeks. The All last right. week of December and the <clears throat> first week of January. That's those two weeks, uh, a week that, two weeks that you will say that uh, uh, Santa Claus is an African. <laughs> 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 because they <laughs> Google it. Uh, Santa uh, Claus in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Calabar right. Festival. Calabar Festival. So let's treat ourselves. After okay. all this, uh, you know, uh, uh, whipping and that, you know, we just have to celebrate ourselves somehow. All you right. know, in an environment that uh, you might go for days without seeing any other race. Our chief knows it. You okay. get to a place that you yep, know that yep. yeah, you, you belong. There is no other disturbance. Nobody can segregate against you here. <laughs> yep. All right. We shall see. And let's keep the dialogue uh, to going about that. And matter of fact, we can talk about it tomorrow. King Coco show at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, brother. Let's, let's get uh, some closing uh, comments. Let's go to Alex. Alex, wrap it up for us today with some closing comments. Okay, I'm going to let Lisa um, tell us one last book to um, read. That's book number four. Book number four. Yeah. I only have two. Yeah, this is, oh, yeah, this is number three. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jeep would really like this. Actually, you too, Chief. It's called Uh The Color of Money. The book is called The Color of Money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Black Banks. And the racial wealth gap. Mm. Yeah, I had, I had visions of writing a book one day called "The Color of the Deal," because money comes in different colors, and the and the players are different colors. So I can definitely relate to that one. Oh yeah, and so the book, just a little clip, a review says that the the book focuses on a part of the American story that's often ignored the way African-Americans were locked out of the financial engines that create wealth in America. So it's beautifully laid out how banks were created in the early days, and we, we tried black banks, but lo and behold, even immigrant banks 
I don't want to give the book away, but banks that were, you know, shut out of white banking started their own immigrant banks, and black banks were one of them, and every other bank happened to do great as of 2020, and black banks to this day are still struggling. So it's a really good book about, it's called The Color of Money. All right, I got that one down. The Color of Money. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, let's go to Brother Gregory. Did you have any closing comments for today? Um, I don't think I have anything to add for what's been going on today, uh, but the subjects have been very good. So your opening subject matter was good. And um, we just have to work on our development of the subjects that uh, were opened. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sir. Gina, closing comments. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just think that, you know, I agree with uh, Gregory. With the education part, you cover a lot of topics there. But also, you know, when, when you do encounter it, you don't have to be as ignorant as I was, but I don't consider myself ignorant in that moment. I consider myself reacting because I don't walk out of the house hating everybody. Um, you know, I, I was on a mission, and the mission went south. But do speak up. Management needs to hear about it. Go to Yahoo Finance. Find the CEOs. Find all the players. Because as we speak today in the, in the wealth gap, in the poverty gap, starts at the top. Write a letter. They don't like their money hurt. So I've just put them on blast, and whoever's going or, or hasn't been going, you won't go, hopefully, because I'm going to stop going. I have my own private boycott. That's unacceptable. Right. I don't pay my money for you to abuse me. That's out. It's done. Those days are over. I'll hit you in your pocket. All right. So that's just my closing thing. All right. A good doctor. Well, 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 all right, well, let me just say this, you know, the subject matter, it has been great, you know, but what we, uh, I would like to get us to try to focus on is that, you know, starving children in Africa with flies flying around them is not indicative of the continent. You're talking about one of the largest and the richest continents on the planet. Somehow we have to find a way, we have to return to the thinking of, of Agave, to finding ways to communicate with our brothers and sisters on the continent, to reserve those resources. And we deal with them directly so that we can utilize those resources. But not only that, so we can kick those people out of Africa who are there ruining the land, the same thing that they've done here. They drilled and they bombed and they did everything they could here until the people started screaming about the air and the ozone and all that stuff. But yet they can go to Africa, people like Chevron and all these, and Shell and all these different people, and they can run these operations out of there. And what they're doing is just trying to strip as much of the resources out there to make money off of. We have to put them out of there and, and, and find ways to be mass producers of the resources that we have right there on the continent. If we did that, black people and African people all over the world would be economically viable. So that's me for today. All right, you know, and, and getting back to uh, our list, 
you know, just like with infrastructure. Um, this is one thing that me and Trump kind of agree upon. Uh, this is one thing that Trump notices that, uh, you know, the airports here in this country are, are shot and compared to airports in other countries throughout the world. And also the rail system. I mean, uh, places like Japan and China who have the, these advanced rail systems, these maglip uh, rail systems. And, and we're still running on these antiquated systems in Chicago and, and New York. And, you know, we have a fairly decent one here in the Bay Area called BART, you know, even though it's been hit with a lot of bad press um, as of late. And uh, L.A. should have had an infrastructure system that included a, a massive system like a, a BART to take pressure off of uh, their interstate highways uh, there in uh, the greater L.A. area. But what happened is the tire and the oil companies stepped up and bought off the politicians and said, no, don't build a, uh, a rail system in LA, keep these people on the highway. We'll lose too much money if yeah. you built a, a rail system there in LA. And energy, um, you know, oil. A lot of these wars are fought over oil. That's a damn shame. Look at all these young kids that have lost their lives in uh, in Iraq and 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 various parts of the world behind some damn oil and all you have to do if i were president i in five years i would say no more oil combustible type energy engines make all automobiles off of alternative energy platforms use uh, electric and solar uh, to build uh, your 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 uh, trucks and your automobiles get, get off of this damn oil and now you won't have to be up here having these squabbles in the east over um, an oil system. Uh, taxation, get rid of the bullshit. And you've been, all the taxes we've been paying to the IRS every year has been going to the Queen of England and to the Rothschilds and to the Pope and throughout their various central banks throughout the world and do a consumption tax based around your spending habits. I've been saying this since the 90s. Uh, what they ought to do, and now they've finally been listening to me, and now this is about to be uh, uh, deployed. And so if you go out here and buy a new boat or a new plane or a new car, you pay taxes on it. New house, you pay taxes on it, but not on food and, and, and medication. And so uh, the people, I don't care if you're blind, crippled, or crazy, you're still spending money so you get taxed based around your uh, uh, spending habits and stop taking the people's monies when they get out and work hard and take all their their monies and have to do these silly tax returns at the end of the year and they want to take more money from you after you do your damn taxes. And so you get rid of taking taxes out of um, their paychecks, maybe with the... Uh, uh, exception of anything that has to do with health and wellness or retirement. I mean, I can I can understand it there, but federal and state income taxes need to be eliminated, create a national sales tax, and you will create more revenue at the federal government level than you will with uh, payroll taxes because you got to have a damn job in order to pay the 
the payroll taxes, but everybody spends money on something. And so infrastructure, oh, education. Uh, earlier, we had talked about education. And, and with these kids are coming up, teach them about the, about the history of, of Africa, which is inclusive not only with the slavery, but all the great things that have come from out of Africa historically, the kings and the queens and stuff, the real uh, history of, of Africa. And, you know, people going to church on Sundays and studying the Bible but these, these these Christians don't realize what they're doing is every story in that in that book has to do something with East African history. The geographical location of the Bible from the Ruder to the Tudor comes from out of East Africa. But you tell you I don't want to say Negro, but you you tell these these, these Christians this they'll 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 faint. They'll have heart attack and strokes right there on on the spot because. They, they don't want to have any type of belief that uh, the history of their uh, Bible is, is from out of East Africa. So all that comes from up under education. And when you come in with different, different types of energy platforms, that will come into item 11, uh, clean air and, 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 uh, and water and uh, desalinization. You have all this ocean water out here, clean the ocean waters up with desalinization and start using that in desolate areas throughout this country. Start running water pipes throughout the country instead of oil pipes. Enterprise zones, set up special enterprise zones for manufacturing in this country. This country used to be known for manufacturing, but what did they do? Clinton did this thing, uh, that free trade agreement that he brought into play which increased the manufacturing in offshore in the places like Taiwan and, and China. You need to bring manufacturing back here into this country. And this is another thing that Trump and I agree upon. Uh, create these zones for manufacturing. And when you're doing the manufacturing, you're building an infrastructure of housing around there in that area. Give the people a, a living and working wage to work off of and so therefore they can work for affordable aid uh, wages in these manufacturing zones and they can buy affordable housing in those areas it makes all the freaking sense in the world keep up with the your highways and your streets and get rid of all the damn potholes increase the education, do something about the taxation, you've done something about energy, you've done something about housing, and also to our, our, our main one as well is global peace. Instead of building up these war departments and spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars <clears throat> and building these stupid bombs and stupid machine guns and stupid bullets and stupid tanks, and creating uh, alternative and smart ways of how to kill people and with these damn viruses that you create in laboratories and the cancers that you create, the HIVs that you create. All these damn diseases were created. These bombs are created. And then you go throughout the world, Russia's got to build a bomb. China's got to build a bomb. United States has to build a bomb. 
then you start selling your old stuff off to uh, these African leaders. And then now they're buying the old stuff that you, you that you don't want no more. So here, Africans, you buy the stuff up and go out and kill your own damn people. You, you're not going to use it against us because we got more advanced stuff to stop. Have you ever thought about using it upon us? But here, use these guns and, and stuff against your own people. And so this is probably why I can't become uh, uh, president, because if, with all these solutions, it em eliminates racism. It eliminates poverty, because now everybody is working. Everybody's got a chance to, to um, buy a house. You got a chance to buy a car, and, and you're not pumping your own gas at a damn gas station. And, and, and so you're getting rid of all of these issues when you start removing the whole construct of evil in this country, evil grows race and racism. It, you know, they made their mistake, but in 1865, when the emancipation, if they would just apologize for the damn thing and made all the descendants of slaves inclusive into a system and you wouldn't have the racism that you do today. So now you got to come up with, uh, with these various 14, bullet points to cure cure an ill that perpetrated in this country for 310 years and now 160 years post that. And so now you have to come up with these alternative ways of a cure. And if you don't want to cure it, you just keep talking about the same old bullshit talking points that you talk about and you don't do a damn thing once you get uh, elected or nominated or appointed into an, uh, a position I don't care if it's a governor, a president, a senator, a congressman, and all they do when they go in is rob, cheat, lie, and steal money. You get a $200,000 a year job, but you stay in there for 15, 20 years, and now you're worth uh, $500 million damn dollars. How did that happen? Very simply, you stole it. You bribed it. You cut deals. You don't give a damn about the people in your country. That goes for here in the United States, and that goes for the leadership in Africa as well. They don't give a tinker's damn about their people because the African leaders are stealing the monies there as well. And, and so I, I got to mention them too. You're, you're, they're, they're, they're not nice people. They're robbing, cheating, and stealing, just like the politicians are doing here as well. But if you have any compassion, about your people and you're ready to start doing things the right way you need to call galaxy chief and I'll, I'll teach you how to be a president i'll teach you how to be a governor and just go let's just walk off that we can just go off these little 14 talking points uh we have uh right here on this sheet so on that on that point either uh, this is my last show or these damn politicians they're gonna shoot me when i walk out the door today but, uh, but no, you know, I've been doing the shows on Saturday and I really did it for the edification for our brothers and sisters in Africa. But I got to get on to uh, run a T25CL and the things that we do. And uh, we got a lot of stuff we have to do. And uh, I really see myself being in a better position as a support and a backup for all the Galaxy Talk shows and and maybe I'll do some things on Wednesday nights because I know Saturdays is a hindrance for a lot of people. They want to sleep in and, and spend more time with their families and girlfriends and boyfriends and wives and husbands and, and this sort of thing. And, and so um, if I do another Saturday show, you'll get you'll get notified by email. But 
but if I do another show, it'll be maybe during the uh, week sometime where it's more convenient for people. So on that note, I'm going to sign off for the day, and uh, I really need to go fishing, or I need to do it. Uh, need a break. So I'm just going to sign off today, and, uh, and if anybody needs to talk to me, all you guys have a number we can talk uh, sometime throughout the course of uh, the day. So let's just sign off by saying Hotep and us. So I'm going to link. Um, peace be with you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.